Matthew 6, 22 says, The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be what? Full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of what? Darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Now, I was telling one of my brothers, and you know, the Lord uh, gave me this message last July. And I remember being in worship in my living room. It was early in the morning. I was just praising the Lord and thanking Him and, and just spending time with Him. Because uh, for me, it's easier to spend time with the Lord early in the morning. And as I spent time with the Lord, He gave me this, this study. And I said, well, when am I supposed to teach this, Lord? To, you know, usually I teach the Spanish studies, right? So I said, okay, well, maybe I'll do it in the Spanish. But the Lord said, no. So the other day when, um, when Pastor Manny called, our senior pastor called and said, hey, bro, um, what are you doing Sunday? How's your schedule? And I'm like, uh, it's good. Why? He's all, can you teach? Um, okay. And immediately the Lord said, okay, that's the study I need you to do. And I was like, oh, man, God is so good, you know, because he prepares you, right? He wants you to always be ready in and out of season. And it just, it's, it reminds me of how the Lord works. How he always wants us to have a good eye. Because this verse is easy to understand, isn't it? The eye of the lamp which allows good to light or the Lord to enter into us. Yet we must ask ourselves the most critical question. What kind of light has been getting into me lately? For some, it's the word that penetrates deep within us to convict us of sin and strengthen our foundation as believers because this is the light that allows the Spirit of the Lord to shine within us, right? As it says in Matthew 5, 14 and 16, no one when he has lit a lamp covers it with the vessel or puts it under a bed, but sets it what? On a lampstand that those who enter may see the light, right? I mean, at night, if you get up in the night to go use the restroom, what happens? You usually hit your toes, right? Because you're walking in darkness. And then you're like me jumping up and down and sore the next day. But if you turn on your light, you don't have that issue. So there's two types of lights. The light of darkness or the light of Christ, which is the light of life. Now in Exodus 34, 29, and 35 we read that by Moses being in the presence of God, Moses was so filled with the glory of the Lord that when he came down that mountain, what happened? He was radiating, he was shining, right? Because he's in the presence of God Almighty. So his, the, the way it worked was that his body just absorbed all that wondrous light, the majestic light, the, the power of Christ, or the power of God. So he comes down and everybody's tripping out like, dude, Moses is glowing, bro. So it says they had to put a veil on his face. Now that's amazing. But then, it reminds me of that should be us. Because in this whole entire chapter, Jesus is indicting religious piety. People practice religion. But what Jesus actually wants is what? A relationship Right? That's what he wants. He doesn't want religion. He wants a relationship. So each and every one of us should not have a religion. 
When people ask me, what are you? I say, a Christian. You know, and they say, oh, I'm a Christian too. And I say, oh, really? Yeah, where do you, where do you fellowship? Huh? Well, do you go to church? No. Do you read the Word of God? No. So it's a title. Basically, that's what it comes down to. Some people's a title. Now, one, I have a new coworker at my job, in my holiday, right? I work for a trekking company. And this kid had a sweater that said, God is dope. And I saw this sweater, but it's not a bad way. It's a good way, right? And I'm like, what the world? So I had to ask this kid. I said, hey, bro, where'd you get that sweater? And he said, huh? I'm like, where'd you get that sweater, bro? He's a youngster, right? So he's like, oh, my mama got it for me. And I said, oh, well, where do, do you go to church? And he's like, uh, yeah, but I've been busy, so I haven't had a chance because I've been working too many hours. He's like, uh, but my mom goes faithfully. And I said, well, you can't stop going, bro. You can't put, you know, Hale, your job ahead of the Lord. Your Hale comes after the Lord. The Lord comes first. Job is second. God is first. And he's like, yeah, I know. I'm going to start going again. I'm like, cool. I like the sweater, though. And he told me where his mom and him fellowship. And so that's what the Lord wants is that relationship. He doesn't want us to break off the relationship with him. See, we have to rely on the Lord for everything. All the time. You know, have you ever heard of the acronym SOAP? We all know what SOAP is, right? But the acronym SOAP. SOAP stands for Scripture, the Word of God for our lives. Observation, to look at our lives through the Word of God. Application, to use all that we've learned from Him okay, and apply it to our lives. And the fourth is one of the most critical things that every Christian should be doing. Prayer. The most consequential action we take as believers to grow in our faith and stand strong. Then, if we are Christians and followers and imitators of Christ, then we must come to the very conclusion, right? That within us dwells the very light of God. And that is who? His Holy Spirit. That we must come to this conclusion and understanding that the Holy Spirit of truth and grace, He who was given to us to help us, to guide us, to convict us of our sin and behavior, or sinful behavior, I mean, and of disobedience to the very word of God. That's who he does. That's what he is. You know, he's, our, he's our guide and he convicts us. Hey, you're doing things wrong. You're being disobedient. You know, there's a lot of young Christians who live together. Come to church. They still live together. They fornicate. That's disobedience towards the Lord. That's sin. There's a lot of young Christians and even older Christians who still feel the freedom, you know, to go out and pistear, drink in front of uh, unbelievers. Do you think that shines the light of the Lord to them? No, right? It's the opposite. Oh, that's what a Christian is? All right, I don't mind being a Christian then. Yeah, I'll pound. That's, that's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're the light, the light to the darkness. We're that city on a hill. We're that, that um, light tower on the edge of the ocean that guides the ships in the night and the darkness and the fog and says, this is the way to safety. This is the way home. That's what we are. That's what the Holy Spirit is doing in us. He's shining on us. He's, he's bringing us closer to the Lord. But if we attempt to complete the work of the Lord that He has given to us in our own frailties, in our own strength, in our own understanding then we will find ourselves in bitter disappointment and complete and utter failure. Did you know that? 
Too many Christians will say, oh, God didn't bless me. Oh, I quit. I'm done with the Lord. He doesn't guide me. He doesn't hear me. He doesn't this. He doesn't. Well, did you bring it up in prayer? No. Did you wait on the Lord? No. Did you meditate on the word? No. Then how did you know God was going to guide you? Maybe the Lord was already speaking to you, but you weren't listening, as we'll see in a moment. We don't do things in our own understanding and in our own strength. Like we're going to Mexico, right? And I love going to Mexico um, or Mexico. I, I say it your old traditional way, Mexico. So when we go to Mexico, you know, it, it, one of the things that I encourage everybody is if you're going to Mexico, you need to be in prayer. You need to be in the word. Because when you get to Mexico, those people need somebody to guide them to the Lord. That's, that's why you are there. To be a witness for the Lord. I've been there so many times and I've seen so many people come to Christ for the first time. I've had people tell me in Spanish, you know, I see a lot of people come through here, but they never really share the gospel with us. And so they just walk away. But our job is to always what? Be ready to be the light, to bring people out of darkness. But how do we do that? We do that because we have to cleave to his word day and night. We meditate on it daily and be saturated with the very light of Christ as we read in Romans 12 where it says that we must not conform to this world but be transformed through the word of God in the renewing of what? Your minds. And that is because we serve who? A weak God? No, we serve a mighty God. And that is because we serve a glorious, illustrious, majestic, powerful Savior, Redeemer, which no one can stand against as we just sang. We serve a living Christ, not a dead Christ. So when we do things, we don't do it for our own attention or for our own praise. We do things for who? The Lord and for His glory. We do it so that we can bring people out of the utter darkness, that spiritual darkness that they live in because a lot of them are caught up in religion. I was a religious man once, but I wasn't saved. I knew I was going to hell. And then came the day I got to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. And I, I met the Lord Jesus Christ because of one man who had walked the same path that I had walked. And I saw him and I said, whatever this bro is preaching, man, I want that in my life. And that night, I came to know the Savior is my Savior. See, if our eyes have been opened to the true light through the Word of God, and by us receiving Christ as our only true friend and Savior, okay, because there's no one else that can save the lost, and if His Holy Spirit lives within us, then there can be what? No darkness in us at all. None. But there are many in the church, as I was telling you earlier, that come to church. We, we believe they're walking with the Lord, but their lives dictate otherwise. Now, I judge no one. It's the Holy Spirit that convicts each and every one of us. 
You know, sometimes teaching or, or teaching the Word of God and preaching His Word, it can be heavy. It's not an easy burden to carry, but it's the light that he, the light burden gives us. It's like, I just go and say what you want me to say, Lord. And, and it's sad because I've had people get mad. And it's like, bro, but if you're offended, it's because God is convicting you. It wasn't me. It's the Lord. It's the Holy Spirit. You know the last song we sang right now? Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. I, I requested that song. I really did. I love that word, that song. See, I, as a tr- I've been in the trucking business for well, over two decades. And when I'm at work, I work at nights in the yard now, just moving trailers. I'll be in worship all night, just listening to worship music all night and praying all night. All night, just worshiping and praising the Lord and just bringing up my prayers before Him and just having that special, wonderful communion between Him and I. And I always ask Him, Lord, you know, just help me to be a better believer. Give me the strength, Lord, to walk faithfully. You know, don't let me accept sin as a normal part of my life. I don't want sin to be what conforms me. I don't want sin in my life at all. And I say this because recently I was watching this, um, this show on Netflix, right? And it started out pretty good. Like, really good. It was a detective show. But maybe about the fourth episode, they start bringing in homosexuality, lesbianism, fornication. And I was like, I guess I can't watch this one. So then I had heard of another show in Spanish, you know. Started watching that. It started pretty good. Same thing. Before you know it, sin starts to creep in. I guess I can't watch that one either. Then I started watching one in Portuguese. It's a Brazilian show. Yeah, I speak three languages. But um, so I'm watching it. It's a really good show. And then put the brakes. Oh, great. And I was like, wow, there's not much I can watch on Netflix. Pretty much everything on there is something that's going to compromise my beliefs. So I have to make that decision. Do I compromise my beliefs? Do I allow darkness to come into my eyes and then begin to penetrate my body, my heart, my mind, and start bringing in the darkness of the world and kicking out the light of Christ? Or do I kick it out out of my life and get back in the Word of God and allow His Word to penetrate deeper into the, those parts of my body and my, my soul that I need his light to be penetrating deeply, right? Because I find that in a lot of those shows, are actually, it's a pattern of conditioning us to bend to their standards and their immoral and sinful behavior. To accept darkness as a normal reality for everybody. But see, we're not in darkness. We're Christians. We walk in the light of Christ. Why? It says the lamp of the body is the eye. Therefore, if your eye is good, your whole body will be good, right? So what comes in through your eyes? Is it the word of God? Or is it the darkness of the world? Because once we begin to compromise with sin, our light begins to burn out. You ever seen a candle when it begins to burn out? Right? Well, that's us sometimes. Or an oil lamp. I used to have an oil lamp years ago and my wife thought I was crazy. 
I put oil in it, light it up, turn up the lights, and she's like, you're going to kill us. I was like, no, babe, check it out. Watch out, it lights up the whole room. You know, she'd be like, no, you're going to burn this house. But you know what? That's, that's got to be us. We got to be that oil lamp and just pour oil in it every day. That light just keeps burning, 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 burning. That should be us. My, my father, he just turned 81 years old now. My pops is, um, is a man who grew up in religion. See, my half and my dad, he's Jewish. And um, he came to the Lord maybe 15 years ago. And one day when we were talking, he said, You know, mijo, I grew up in religion. And I thought that was the right way to live. But now I, I, I see differently because Christ lives in me. And the things that I would have never thought about doing, I'm doing. I even danced for the Lord. I was like, what? He's like, oh yeah, man, I love dancing to the Lord. And it reminded me of David. David, walking in front of the tabernacle, he's, you know, hey, my neighbors were dancing last night to early music, I'll dance to the Lord. But you know, that's, that's got to be us. You got to be filled with that Holy Spirit. You got to be filled with the light of, of Christ. And I'll share this with you guys. One of the greatest joys that I can share with you that comes to mind for me is when I'm sleeping. And I was sharing this with the brother earlier. Yesterday, the Lord wakes me up twice. Once about three in the morning to pray. And I prayed and I went back to bed. And then he woke me up again about five in the morning to pray some more. And I love it because he says, Mijo, come on, let's spend time together. Come on, andale, levántate, get up. Come on, let's go. <sighs> okay, Papa. Here we go, right? Fall on my knees, start praying. And say, Lord, just don't let me fall asleep. Because how many of you fall asleep praying or reading the scriptures, right? It happens to all of us. But when, I, when I'm with the Lord and I'm in prayer and I'm in communion with him, guess what I'm doing? I'm refilling that lamp. The oil of gladness, which is my Christ, my God. And that's what Hebrews 1.9 says. It says, oh, come on, you. Second funky. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, your God, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. So we must continually be what? Refilled with his joy, right? Refilled with his oil, refilled with his peace, his comfort, and his knowledge. Be filled with the light of him who called us out of darkness because we no longer walk in the darkness. We walk in the light of Christ. And we must be filled with his glorious and illustrious light all the time. Not just sometimes. Not just on Sunday mornings for an hour and then walk out and burn out the rest of the week. But daily, every moment of our lives, we must be seeking him out. You know, I, I also teach the, um, the high schoolers, the homeschool group. Every Monday, like Sunday nights, I'll come in, go to work come home for maybe 45 minutes, crash out, and then come here and teach the, the high schoolers. And they always trip out. They're like, man, you always come in no matter what. You know, it's like you're tired, but you still show up. And I say, well, yeah, because the Holy Spirit gives me that strength that I need to be here. I, I, I get filled with joy when I come. 
right? So I was, I was sharing with them this week about my cousin Adam. My cousin Adam was a Marine who served several tours in Afghanistan and Iraq. He fought in one of the bloodiest uh, battles, which was in Fallujah and in other places. And on account of it, he had internal and external injuries. So one of the things he would do was he would often drink alcohol as well as take his medication. But when he would drink, he would often call me like about 12.30 to 2 in the morning drunk all the time. And he starts sharing with me. And I would always pray with him and speak with him and listen to him until he would eventually fall asleep. See, my cousin knew who he could call at that time in the morning and who would listen and pray for him. And he did this until the day that his heart gave out and he passed away. And I always think about my cousin. I have a few family members that are military. But if I didn't have the light of Christ, if he didn't see that in me, do you think he would have called me at two in the morning? He'd probably say, Charlie, this fool's going to hang up on me. I probably would have if I didn't know the Lord. But when he called and I knew who it was, I'd be like, oh, okay. My wife would say, was that Adam? Yeah. Is he asleep? Yeah. And I would always pray for him. Why? Because he knew. He'd always say, man, cuz I'm so glad you follow the Lord. I said, me too. You know, because he would always share his sorrows with me. And so the question we ask ourselves should be this. Do we have that light shining in us? Are we that beacon of hope? Are, are we somebody that can people can look to and say, you know what, I need to talk to him. There's something different about him. Are we filled with the light of Christ every day? Would you pick up the phone at 2 in the morning? It's hard. But if the Lord puts somebody in our lives, because I've had to take many phone calls of people who, who have called me, who have wanted to commit suicide, and it's, it's one of the hardest things, you know, to, to hear somebody who wants to kill themselves. But you have to answer because they know who to call. Because they're seeking something that the world didn't offer them. They're seeking what you have. And that is the light of Christ. They're seeking the true and merciful Savior. They're seeking His Holy Spirit. The Spirit of grace, of glory, of power and supplication who fills us with the oil of gladness. That third person of the most holy, glorious Trinity. So we have to express that, live it day by day, hour by hour. It's not easy. You know, yeah, we're saints. You know, people trip out on that. Like, you're a saint? Oh, yeah, I'm San Pedro. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, serious. Check it out. Watch that. It's right here. But we are saints. See, we're saints not because we made ourselves saints or because we've been canonized. No, we're saints because of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross for us. Yeah, we still live in a sinful world and we should avoid sin at all costs, at all moments. You know? Because we have him, our personal God, our Savior. We have his Holy Spirit. We have his very divinity living within us. As it says in 1 Peter three fifteen and 16, 
But sanctify the Lord your God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, having a good conscience that when they defame you as evildoers, those who revile your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed. So then we must make our choice between the Holy Spirit who brings about a change of heart and a change of mind or the corrupt and unholy sin-filled darkness which brings about death. Those are our options. This death, this darkness brings about decadence and the separation between us and God. Because I will tell you right now, you cannot have both. You cannot say, I'm a Christian and still live and practice sin. You cannot say, I'm a believer and go out and get drunk, curse up a storm, fornicate, watch pornography, because those things cannot cohabitate within you. It's either the living Holy Spirit that shines from us or the darkness of the world, which brings only death. We as Christians, I did, when I came to the Lord on January 21st at 7.30 p.m. in 20, uh, 2001, I said, I don't want this filthy world. I don't want this filthy life. I don't want to live a miserable life no more. What he's preaching, I want. And that night I was saved. And I've shared with you guys on a number of occasions that when I said yes to Jesus and as I did a, a sinner's prayer and I said, Lord, you want this wretched, miserable life that I live? It's yours. Take it. I heard chains fall. Literally ch heard chains fall. I opened my eyes because I thought somebody dropped something. And I heard the Lord say, those are your chains that held you in bondage. You're free now. And my life changed from that day forth. Because the Holy Spirit came to live in me. Even went back to the car, right? Like, I was one of those dudes, vatos that never cry. It's like, all hard, right? All the time, really, whoa. Like that, watch out. So, I get to the car and I'm crying like a baby. Seriously, sad. I'm like, <laughs> sobbing. And I tell my wife, I don't know what happened, babe. It's gone. She's like, what? I said, the desire for dope, the desire for alcohol, the desire for cigarettes, all gone. I'm free. I can breathe. There's something different in me now. And she was so excited because they had been praying for me for a while. Well, that was the power of the Holy Spirit coming to live in my life. The Lord lighting up my heart to the darkness that had been living in me. So why would I want to go back to that garbage? Why would I want to fill my life with darkness again when I have the light of life in me? That's, that's what each and every one of us has to be, a light in this dark world. The lamp of the body is with the eye. It's often said that the eye is a window to the soul, right? In order for a lamp to shine in the light, in, its dark, in this dark room, it must be displayed for all to see. And it must be filled with oil. And when it's lit up, it's line shites. Right? The, the, light, the light of the Lord is just shining brightly. I love what Pastor Chuck Smith once said that um, it's like 
you're in a deep cavern, a deep cave, and it's so dark, and you can't see nothing in front of you. And then somebody lights up a, 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 a what's it called, lighter. And that light just lights everywhere up, and it shows you the way to safety. Well, that's who the Holy Spirit is in us. And that's what we are to the world. We're that light. And we read that in Psalms 119, 105, where it says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So as Christians, we have to be that living light, that living hope. We must be filled with Christ's light daily, with the divine power of the Lord Jesus Christ and His glorious and illustrious Holy Spirit. The third person of the Holy Trinity. Because he comes from Heavenly Father. And he is our helper and our guide. Psalm 119, 130 says, The entrance of your words give light. It gives understanding to the simple. Or as it is written in Colossians 1.12, where it says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. See how that word is repeated over and over and over? Light, light, light. That's what we are. Because we have to understand this truth. When we receive the Holy Spirit, we receive the inmost life of God Himself to dwell with us in a more personal fellowship. When we really take hold of this thought, it must become an overwhelming solemnity in our lives. So if you regard Him, the Holy Spirit, as the third person of the Trinity, do you understand that when we willfully sin, we offend and grieve Him? When we are involved in a behavior or different character than what He has created in us, that it darkens our hearts and we sin against His holiness and His righteousness? Now that's why it says, but if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. Not just a part of you. Your whole body becomes full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, what? How great is that darkness? I want you to understand this truth. You must come to the understanding of the blessed revelation of a living Christ and His Holy Spirit living in you. That His glorious light must shine within you. That he must take charge over every aspect of your life. Not just some, but everything has to be given over to the Lord. Just as we gave ourselves willingly and completely over to sin, now we must completely and willingly give ourselves completely to the will of God. When God says, do this, you do it. When God tells you, move, you move. God says, you know what, you're going to Mexico for a, over the weekend, you're going to go and share the word. Oh, but Lord, you know, it's because I got this and I got that. No, you know, okay, Lord, cancel everything. Vamonos, let's go. God wants to use you. He wants to use your life. But are you willing to be used? Are you willing to be that vessel, that light in the darkness? Or will you let your vessel become empty? 
My hope and my prayer is that you will let the Lord fill you with the oil of life and the oil of gladness and lights up your life and you become a faithful believer that no matter what happens, you say, here I am, Lord, send me. Before I got up here, I had to take my seizure medication. Last year, on January the 2nd at 7.15, I almost died. I had never had a seizure in my life. Never. And then on the 31st of January, I was praying, and I said, Lord, and I still have the prayer on my phone. I said, Lord, whatever you take away and whatever you give me, I will accept as your perfect will for my life. That was my prayer. Come January 2nd, I'm getting dressed, and next thing you know, I'm, I'm on the floor flopping like a fish out of water. Then I go to the hospital because you know, the ambulance comes. After the second time, my wife was calling the ambulance. I then have a third one before the ambulance gets there. And then I'm in the hospital in the, in the emergency room, and I'm laying there, and I'm looking at the RN, and I tell her, I don't feel good. And she's like, what? I said, I don't feel good. And she's like, what do you mean? I said, I don't know. I feel weird. And that was it. I opened my eyes a few minutes later, and I thought it was a few seconds. I'm all, I was asleep. She says, no, you weren't. Your heart almost stopped. And at that moment, I heard the Lord say, will you trust me? And I was telling one of my brothers just a moment ago, I think the nurse must have thought I lost my mind or something, because I said, yes, Lord, I trust you with my life, with my family, with my finances. Your will be done. Now, if I didn't have the Lord, do you think I would have been able to do that? I'd be freaking out. When the doctor came in and told me, you know, we're taking away your license, your livelihood, I said, okay, let God's will be done. He looked at me weird like, what, are you sure? You understand you're losing your livelihood? Yeah, if God said so, then God said so. I couldn't do that if I don't have the Lord living in me. I would have been freaking out, but Lord, I've been a truck driver for this long. That's how I make my living. It's okay, mijo. I got you. I got your back, mijo. All right. Vamonos. Let's go. That's why I'm in prayer. That's why I'm in the Word every day. That's why I encourage every one of you to be in the Word every day. Because when you get hit, man, you want to be strong for the Lord. You want to be a shining beacon to others who go through the same circumstances in the same situation and that they would not panic because they know the Lord has their back. But if we're freaking out, do you think we're going to shine for the glory of the Lord? Huh? we're not. His light must reflect who we are. R.A. Torrey wrote, Do you regard the Holy Spirit as indeed or as a real person, as Jesus Christ, as loving and wise and strong, as worthy of your confidence and love and surrender as Jesus Christ himself? The Holy Spirit came into this world to be the to the disciples of our Lord after his departure and to us what Jesus Christ had been to them during the days of his personal relationship with them. You know, the Lord wants to reveal himself to you fully because you're his disciples as well. And that same Holy Spirit that was shining in them shines in you. And the only way people are really going to see is by the life you live. That's the only way. Not by your words, 
but by the life you live. People read us. You know, they read our life. You know, some of you might be thinking, what is the lamp of the body and the spirit of God have to do here in this passage? And I thought, why everything, of course. For he is the light come of God come down to us. So we have the Holy Spirit as an ever-present friend and companion in our life is true Christianity. For he is omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient. He is our everlasting peace, our comforter, our courage, our joy in times of struggles. This is the Spirit which comes from the Father in heaven. He is not some impersonal force as some religions teach. He is a very God living and shining within each and every one of you. If you had said, I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord, then His Spirit dwells and lives in each and every one of you. You know that? Have you understood that? Do you comprehend it in your heart that He lives in you? And just as You know, we all have one of these, right? A phone. What happens if you don't plug it? It starts changing colors, huh? Goes to red like, bro, I'm dying here. Hook me up, man. Well, that's us. That's us. We need to plug into Jesus all the time so that we can be fully charged. So that we can shine for the world. So that we can shine in the darkness. So that our lives will be an example to others. Because any misillusion that you have or have heard of the Holy Spirit is quickly disproven by the scriptures which reveal to us that He is very much God. He is very personal. He is very majestic, glorious, infinite, holy, powerful, and the very condensation of God come into our little miserable lives. And I said miserable because apart from God, that's where we are. We're miserable. For the very purpose of bringing new life to our bodies and the freedom from sin's hold in darkness that blinds us when we walk in sin. He is the fulfillment of the promises of Christ. As we read in John 15, 25, or 26 and 27 where it says, But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. And you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. See, you're witnesses. And that light that radiates from you is a witness of who's living in you. So, when we're there watching a movie and, you know, there's a lot of uh, unsavory scenes and we're just chilling and watching it or some people say, well, just fast forward it. Well, it's going to pop back up eventually. It's not going to happen just once. It's going to happen over and over. So we have to make a decision. Do I continue to watch this or do I turn it off? Because this stuff will penetrate my heart. And it starts making this mind think, it's okay. We can sin. It's only a little white lie. It's only a little bit of sin. Sin is sin. It doesn't matter. The world might call it a little white lie. But there's no such thing. Sin is sin. And it permeates. 
Just like yeast permeates bread, so does sin permeate the believer. And it begins to rob you of the light of God. Andrew Murray wrote, How possible it is to have Jesus himself with us and never to know it, and how possible to preach of and to listen to all the truth about Jesus himself and yet not know him. You know what I always pray? Lord, draw me out and fill me with you. Only you. Let nothing else take your place in my heart. Galatians 4, 6 says, And because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. So you know what the work of the Holy Spirit is in your life? It's to give you a good eye. To open them up. To reveal to you what sin is and what it's doing to you. Because sin is carnal. Fleshly. It's what causes us to lose our temper and get angry and have, you know, those moments where we get at each other with our wives or disagreements with other people. That's why when you hear on the news of somebody getting killed because they gave somebody else the middle finger, that's sin. So as a Christian, should we be doing that? I saw that before, and I've shared with you guys. That's somebody that had in the back of their car, John 3.16, and I'm driving my rig right on right behind him, and then somebody cuts him off, and he starts flipping him off, and I'm like, bro, take off that sticker, dude. Seriously, just just take it off, man. You're a horrible witness, bro. I don't carry a sticker in my car because I'm afraid. I'll be honest with you. I am afraid. I'm terrified that I would have a sticker in my car and I'll do something foolish and stain the good name of the Lord. If I put a sticker on that car, I better be living it out every moment. I better not be a bad witness because I got to give an account. One day I'm going to stand before the Lord of heaven and give an account. Paul understood this, that this power needed replenishing daily. And where did he learn this from? Christ himself. Because Christ spent hours in prayer in order to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit through his life Jesus showed us how to be spirit-filled and be the light in the darkness. But can you say that you walk in the light of Christ without any shame or guilt? At the thoughts that sometimes consume our very minds or the selfish and arrogant desires of the heart that craves more and more of this world Oh, I got to go buy me a new TV, a $2,000 TV, or a new car because the neighbor's got a new ride, so I need a better ride. Man, there's better things to do. You know, that's the flesh. Sometimes cars are needed. Yeah, it's true. Sometimes our TV burned out. I thought ours burned out. That's my son. He's in the back. I'm like, son, I think our TV burned out. It wasn't the TV. It was actually the, the wall outlets. 
the fuse box, you know, messed up. So my buddy came over and fixed it. And I was like, man, I thought I was going to get to finally buy a new TV. It's been like 10 years. I was ready for a new TV. But I said, all right, Lord, still working. Yeah, sure, two lights burned out, but it's, I can still see the screen here. <laughs> but you know, our desire must be Christ. Always. All the time. Why did people flock to Jesus? Was it because he gave them bread alone? Some did, right? But there are those who flock to Jesus because of why? Because he was a light. We see that. People love the Lord because of who he was. Mary of Magdala was one of them. Cast out seven demons out of her. She committed her life to Christ. Peter. As it reminds me of me at times. Maybe that's why I got the name. Pedro. You know, fiery. Right? And James and John's. What are they called? Sons of Thunder. One who makes you wonder why, right? It's like, how'd you get that name, bro? Are you always happy? Do you like clap or thunder? What? No. Peleoneros, probably. You know, that's what my mama would always tell me. But they served the Lord to the very end faithfully. And then you had an example in Acts 5, 1 through 4. Ananias and Sapphira. You remember them? They did everything that Christians did, huh? They looked 100% sold out for the Lord, right? But what were they filled with? They were filled with self. They were filled with pride, arrogance, and lies. And what happened? They died on the spot. Because the Holy Spirit doesn't tolerate that sin. Not at all. Now, Peter, he was a man of the Lord. He changed. Paul was a man dedicated to, to religion in the beginning. And when he met the Christ on the road to Damascus, and he saw that glorious, illustrious light shining down from heaven right around him and caused him to be blind, man, he changed. So are you that way? Are you changed by the power and the glory of God or not? Is your eye good? Is it full of the light of Christ? Or is your eye bad? Is there sin that you need to confess? Have you looked at the Lord in your thoughts and your prayers and said, Lord, show me the sin in my life that I may confess it this day? Because I want your light to permeate every aspect of my life. I don't want the yeast of the sin in me. Because that's what we have to do all the time. See, as I told you earlier, when I go to Mexico, I want to make sure I'm filled with the glory of the Lord. I found grace. The last time I went, I got pulled in into what's called a segunda revisión, second inspection, right? And I got in trouble with the ladies. Some of them are here, but I'm not going to say the whole story. But uh, they asked me, what you carrying? I said, just, just ladies. Right? And so there was all these people waiting forever to get through second revision. And all I said was, Lord, help me find favor in the sight of this dude. Please, Lord. And he says, orale, get on. Get out. Keep going. 
Ahí lo está le dicen, no sé, vámonos, let's go. And they're all tripping out, like, what, let's go. And they asked me what happened, and I told them what happened, and, you know, God was with us, because I didn't get stuck there. And God used us that weekend mightily. I mean, so many beautiful things that God did. But if I'm not in the Word and in prayer, R.A. Torrey wrote this, Power is lost through neglect of prayer. It is in prayer especially that we are charged with the energy of God. It is the man who is in much prayer into whom God's power flows mightily. If you're in prayer all the time, every day, you're going to have the power of God in you. Your phone is going to be charged up 100% all the time. But if you only pray once a week or once a month, you can't expect to be strong in your faith and in your walk. You're pretty much discharged. You need to be in the power and the glory of God every day, all the time. Empty of self and filled of Him that we may be witnesses for Him so that when people need to know who they can call on, They'll say, you know what? I need to talk to my brother Jaime. I need to call my brother Trini. I'm going to call John Chacon right now because I need somebody to pray for me. Because they're going to see who's living in you. They need somebody who's going to be a witness to them. We all do. All of us. We must all be that light that shines in the darkness. That light that is a beacon of hope for the unbeliever. Because if we're not in Christ, then we're not serving Him. Often it's time that we best turn off the TV. I'll be honest, when the fuse box and like, because it messed up the whole front of the house for whatever reason, we didn't have light in the, the front of the living room. After like two days, I was kind of glad. I was like, you know what? Man, no TV. I've just been spending my time in prayer, reading my word more often, because I wasn't worried about what's on TV. I wasn't checking anything out. I was like, wow, that's so cool. And I even thought, maybe it should stay that way permanently. But uh, it got fixed. I did need electricity, though. Because I do the Bible studies at my house on Friday nights in Spanish. So it kind of looks funny to have all these lines running through your living room you know, power cord from the back you're like what you got a hundred yard uh, power cord for oh we got no electricity in the front so you got to have electricity but more than anything you need the electricity of the Lord to power you up